1: Welcome to Strange Familiars. If you've had an encounter that you'd like to share on the show, Bigfoot, UFOs, ghosts, Flannel Man, Bunny Man, anything strange or paranormal, you can email us and let us know. Strange Familiars Podcast at gmail.com. We've got a great show tonight. Been really anxious to get to this one, but it's taken me a long time to sort through all of the on site audio we had. Chad and I went and stayed. At an abandoned ghost town in the Tuscarora State Forest called Pandemonium. He had me at the name. It was quite an interesting night. This is part one of our pandemonium experience. It will be at least two parts, it might be three. But before we get to pandemonium, I want to mention that this weekend, September 21st and 22nd, 2019, I will be at the Harrisburg Comic and Pop Con. That's at the Harrisburg Mall. 3501 Paxton Street, Harrisburg. You can look up fourstatecon.com for more information. I'll have copies of my books. I'll have strange familiar stuff. I'll have art prints, my music, and more. If I have time, I'll be doing some artwork commissions while I'm there. Stop by and see me at the Harrisburg Comic and Pop Con, September 21st and 22nd. I believe John will be with me on the 22nd as well, so you can be able to meet John on Sunday, but I will be there both days. Coming up after that on October 12th is Albatwitch Day in Columbia, Pennsylvania. Go to albatwitchday.com for more information on that. I will be there with my books and music and art as well. Jack Hubley will be there. If you're not familiar with him, he's a naturalist. He'll be talking about animals and so forth. There will be paranormal lectures. Rick Fisher's doing a lecture. John Sable's doing a lecture. I am also doing a lecture. Chad will be there doing woodcrafting demonstrations. There'll be trolley rides, bands, all kinds of stuff for kids to do. Albatwitch Day is always a fun day. It's October 12th this year. In the evening, after the rest of Albatwitch Day ends, we will be having ghost tours. I will be leading one of the ghost tours. If you want to go with me, book tickets for the 7 o'clock tour. I'm only doing one of the three tours. I'll be the 7 o'clock tour guide. I've never done a ghost tour before, not sure if I'm any good at it, but if you want to go with me, 7 o'clock is the time to reserve. There's a limited number of tickets, so don't delay on that. Almost everything is free at Albertwitch Day, except the trolley rides and the ghost tours are ticketed, I believe. I think Soraya told me he's coming down for Alba Twitch Day, so you might be able to meet Soraya there as well. It should be a great day. That's October 12th, Alba Day, Columbia, Pennsylvania. We've been getting a good many voicemails, great voicemails, great encounters. If you want to leave your encounter, if you have a short encounter and you want to leave a voicemail, 717-347-8554 is the number. You can leave a message. I'm not sure how long of a message you can leave. If you get cut off, you can always call back and leave the rest of your message. That is probably the quickest way to get us your encounter. You could also record an audio file on your recorder and just send us that as well. Again, our voicemail line is 717-347-8554. Before we get into Pandemonium, I do want to thank our patrons. Without our patrons, we could not make the content we make. We could not do Strange Familiars at all. So thank you, patrons. If you'd like to help us continue to make Strange Familiars and get extra content besides, please consider becoming a patron at Patreon. That's patreon.com strangefamiliars. For $3 a month, you can get extra shows. We do at least one full extra episode of Strange Familiars every month. Often we do more. There are other levels of support there as well. You can check them all out at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. If you don't like the idea of a monthly subscription, there is a PayPal donation link at strangefamiliars.com in the show notes for every show. That, of course, helps a great deal as well. Another way to help is to like and subscribe wherever you're listening, whether it's YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever, and leave us those nice five-star reviews. That really helps get the show in front of new listeners. So with all of that taken care of, let's move on to Pandemonium. Welcome to the studio, Chad. Your first time in studio with Strange Familiars.
2: Yes, this is. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh,
1: thanks for being here. This is awesome. So we're talking pandemonium. <laughs> yes, pandemonium. Which was... something. Insane. <laughs> so Chad, to organize this trip,
2: where did you get this idea? Did you just see it somewhere? Or? I've always been one to like uh, check out Forgotten places mm-hmm. And um, a good example is The one area that I like to go to Above Fort Indian Town Gap Where there's probably Three ghost towns A place I visit all the time is actually off the Appalachian Trail Called the General Which is literally a steam shovel In the middle of nowhere Yeah, I want to see that somewhere. And I like to see historical places And just doing research for different places to go to And to organize campouts For my group of friends Mm-hmm was uh pandemonium and i was like oh you know i really like to see that and, you know the name's unique yeah oh yeah
1: i had heard of it before i came across it but i didn't know anything about it i knew nothing about right. it other than I, I came across the name one time and i didn't i couldn't have told you where it was i knew it was in pennsylvania mm-hmm. but other than that i didn't i didn't know anything about it so chad contacts me and basically says look we're gonna camp at pandemonium this is what we're gonna do i was <laughs> like okay yeah yeah, yeah right. that
2: was basically i I actually literally called the park service. They told me that I told them what I wanted to do and they gave me the site. I set up and I said here it is. Let's go. <laughs> I don't even think I even gave you a choice in the matter did I?
1: Well, I mean, I certainly could have said no. Yeah, certainly I could have <laughs> said no, but uh, no, it sounded like a cool thing and yeah. I thought, well, let's yeah, let's do it. And then we did a little research right. online. We did, you know, a little like found out a little bit about the place. And going into it, I thought and I think you thought too, this is kind of going to be more one of the historical episodes. Yes. Let's go yes. to a historic place with some neat history, you know, some maybe some cool stories that surround it and maybe we'll get some ghost stuff because there are a couple ghost yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah, there is uh,
2: the abandoned cemetery.
3: Mhm.
2: Yeah. And then uh we got a lot more. <laughs> If you could call it that, it was way more than what we what yeah, we anticipated. It's,
1: it's more than we bargained for. Yes. For sure. So uh, we've got a bunch of on-site recordings. I always like to warn people, on-site recordings are notoriously inconsistent. They're up and down in volume. There's People are walking close to the mic, then they're far away from the mic. It's This can't be helped. So you've heard our on-site episodes before. There's absolutely nothing we can do about this. I've evened them out as best as we can, but... By nature, these are going to have inconsistent audio. Please forgive us, but we will be popping in between the audio clips to discuss them and so forth. So if you miss anything, I think I think we should be able to cover everything between what we have from the on-site stuff. Yes. And then as we listen in studio here. We were joined in the first part of the day by our friend Mark. He only stayed for that day. He left before... Yeah, a couple hours. Yeah, he left before the...
2: I guess right around nightfall. I guess he was leaving. Yeah, it was, it was, it was I think it was right before I got the fire started mm-hmm. for dinner. This area is basically a narrow valley in the middle of nowhere. Yeah,
1: I think it was you, you
2: six miles. Six, yeah, six. six miles in. The only access is one road Cinder Forest Road. What's in the uh, valley is the remains. Of the ghost town, the place where the people worked, and there was also a uh, civilian conservation corps camp Mm -hmm. from the 1930s, which is right on the edge of the town.
3: Yeah.
1: And you asked for the closest campsite that we could get.
2: Which was literally
1: in the town. Yeah, we were, we said this, and I don't know how many times we said it, I don't know if it's on the the on-site recordings that you'll hear, but where the town's still standing... We would have been considered within town limits, I think. It, absolutely. It was that absolutely, close. Yeah.
2: absolutely. And we literally could throw a rock and hit. hit yeah, hit 50 the, yards, if it, even that. Yeah. Yeah, we were 50 yards literally from the middle of the town. Mm-hmm. And uh, where we stayed was in the remains of the Civilian Conservation Corps right. camp. And there were piles of foundations all around us. Yeah, yeah. There's really not much level ground. And just from some of the other hiking I've done up there, the last building really that was in use in Pandemonium, which was the the schoolhouse, Mm -hmm. it looked, when I finally found the foundation from the schoolhouse, what they literally would do is just take local stone and stack it Mm -hmm. in a level spot as close as a uh, square that they could. Right. And then build on top of that. And build on top of that. Mm -hmm. and. When we say ghost town, most people conjure mine and think of the towns out west. Right,
1: the old run-down wooden...
2: Yeah, and that's not how it is here in the northeast. They don't last. No, they rot, mm-hmm. you know, because it's so much more damp here and stones shift over time. Mm-hmm. So when we're going up there, I
1: decided to bring some things that Tobe Johnson sent me. Now, this comes more into play later, but it's worth mentioning now. Yes. <laughs> you might remember tobe if you're a listener you might remember tobe from the strange brow paranormal sasquatch episode tobe has been having an ongoing series of exchanges with something with something in the woods you know sasquatch whatever it is he's left items for something they've been taken they've been rearranged and then he's been left items as well and we were talking about that and i was saying how similar things were happening with me in Hex Hollow and a couple other places. So we decided to trade. So I sent him some skulls that I found because people have heard me discuss it probably. I keep finding skulls on various Bigfoot investigations. So I thought that would be neat. I'll send him a skull. I sent him a feather that I found in Hex Hollow and I sent him some of the white quartz that I was stacking in Cairns in Hex Hollow. And I forget what else. I forget what else I sent him. But, you know, I sent him a, a collection of items. And he sent me a collection of items. He sent me a, a lot of things. And I did not tell Tobe I was going to take him up to Pandemonium. He sent them to me with the intention that I that I put them out in Hex Hollow. But I thought, we're going up there. Let me take some one of these things. I actually took two two of the things he sent me. Yeah,
2: see, see what happens.
1: And just see what happens. And maybe we'll just bring them back with us or whatever. But I didn't tell him I was going to put him out up there. So I took a, the owl feather he sent, and he sent a, a cedar ball. And I took these two things. So we go there, we set up camp, we do all the normal stuff. And we decided, over the hill from our camp, we walked down there to see what was down there. And uh, there's a swamp down there. Yeah,
2: we, we were positioned at the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. How it works is basically we were like still on part of the mountain and it sloped down right to where the creek ran
1: yeah we were trying to find the creek behind us yeah and and it, it literally was a swamp yeah we, we weren't going to get to the creek that way there was however one one of the foundations and one of the buildings yes. and some stones back there so we thought well let's set up a little you know offering area for lack of a better word whatever you want to call it and i left the owl feather there and you had brought some
2: slag the fr- slag from Cador's furnace it was a, pe- a, a small piece of black slag from Cador's furnace right that i'd had
1: and Mark placed a apple there. And some cinnamon. And some cinnamon.
2: And I think some fennel. Yeah, some fennel some as well. Fennel.
1: And we just thought, well, let's just leave that there. And then we go on up. We weren't looking to create a reaction necessarily. We just thought, let's, let's experiment. Let's play with yes. this.
2: We had also, I think, stacked a cairn coming from the road. Where we parked was a gravel road. And it was, what, about 60 yards, you think, to the campsite? Yeah, between... Yeah, something like that. And we could see the truck. There was some... We were in the woods, and then there was a tree that was, had been cut down, leveled off. I think we stacked a cairn right there, too.
1: There was a cairn there when we got there. Okay. There, yeah. We I, added to it. Yes. I noticed when we walked into camp, because I went, oh, look, on that stump, there's a cairn. like And I, I made note of it. So, yeah, we added to it and maybe rearranged it or something. Yeah. But there was... It was. It might have been pushed over, but there were definitely, say, rocks, and it looks yes. like there had been a Karen there when we got there. But again, this is we weren't doing this to elicit any kind of response. We were doing it just to, like let's just see what happens. You know, I don't think we expected too much to happen. We just like we're there. Let's see what happens. Just just to curiosity. Yeah. So that comes into play later, probably episode two. All that stuff, but uh, it's important to note. Uh, we set up camp cuts firewood did all that stuff and then we headed up to the cemetery during the day so we wanted yeah. to check it out we
2: wanted to i wanted to get a lay of the land mm-hmm. being a guy who spends a lot of time in the woods if i'm going somewhere later on at night i know yeah. i'm going there i like to know what's there so that way we that way we weren't surprised and yeah you know it's it's, it's the safe safest thing to do honestly, right right honestly So this would
1: be it. So we are in Pioneer Cemetery, which is in Tuscarora State Forest. Correct. (laughs) But it was part of a town called Pandemonium. Which we don't know why it was called Pandemonium exactly. Yes. there's
2: There's two things
1: we know that could be possibilities. Multiple theories on Pandemonium, so... One was that the town would you say the town kind of was made up of different, different
2: different ethnic groups, yeah, and they kind of got in an argument over what they were going to call it. It was uh, German, Irish, and I believe English settlers, and um they were arguing over what language to have the church services in and what to call the town and uh somebody stand up and said, "We might as well call this place pandemonium because this is nothing but Because they were arguing. Yes. And that's kind of the legend story. But the land records go back and show the people who moved here were calling... The the people with the land warrants show that the guys that warranted the land, which it was uh, Samuel Deal, Mm -hmm. and I think a Daniel Deal, and they used uh, the name Pandemonium for the land records. Right. So
1: it seems like for whatever reason they chose the name a very very interesting name choice and then
2: what what else did we what else did we find uh, it was what a charles deal yes charles jr deal or charles deal jr out of york county did a section of land in york county and called it pandemonium, pandemonium as well so, right so two deals were they related probably three three deals three okay. deals yes okay, three
1: deal. and these allisons made name's deal and they are we think distant relatives are not direct relatives at first there, uh, but we think that she is related, distantly,
2: to that deal. They're, they're the the other deals. It'd be curious to go back in the land records and find out which part of York County was I w- it would was be called Pianamary. Very
1: interesting to find that out. Absolutely, I'm, that's kind of the next thing we gotta dig into a bit.
2: Yeah, 255 acres. That's a lot of land. So
1: let me come around there because yep.
2: that's an interesting place to.
1: So the other story associated with this cemetery, well one of the other stories, is that a supposedly an escaped slave,
3: it was a, a young guess, girl
2: coming up through the north on the Underground Railroad, and she had climbed a tree
1: and, and it- in the middle of the night. In the, yeah, at nighttime, and then some dogs, uh, I guess, caught scent of her or something. Yeah,
2: the, the local, I guess the people who in, or that lived in the area, their coon hounds, caught, the, caught her scent, and they treat her. But they thought she was a bear. Yes. And they shot her, supposedly. Because back then, they, you know, they didn't have flashlights or anything. We're talking, what, 1800s. Right. And they uh, were using lanterns, and by the lay of the lanterns, they thought she was a black bear, and they shot her and killed her. Supposedly, she's buried right outside the cemetery from the, would you say, the north? Northeast corner.
1: There's a toad in there. You serious? Yeah. See it? There you go. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) That's amazing. So, um, people have left, uh, I guess, flowers and. Offerings and bears yeah, all and all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff on the grave of this, where they think um, the slave girl is buried. They think it's marked by this big stone here. And uh, I heard something rustle in there, and I looked down. And there's a little toad in there. So this is a very interesting place. This is uh, so there are flags and teddy bears and jewelry. I think is this a saint's medal here? I have to ask Mark if he if he recognizes that.
2: A bag for money.
1: Yeah. Um, so like toys and and.
2: Yeah, a little bit of everything.
1: Yeah, it's very very interesting. Yeah, that people are definitely leaving offerings here of their own sort.
2: Now, there's another story. that I don't, and I've heard different things, and these two are interconnected. So supposedly, there's a spirit of a little girl named Sadie that comes out in the night in inside the cemetery okay and uh, walks around and then another story says that another that this young woman comes up in the middle of the night and tries to get into the cemetery so are they one and the same I don't know but right know, I just that's just two stories you know that are associated with this place and you know you had to remember you know back in the day this was pretty remote My toad's just hanging out I love toads well we didn't we see a toad when we were down at Hex Hollow we saw one
1: when we were yes. hiking down Hex and Hollow didn't we could. see one at White Rocks too when we were in we all saw the ferns? one at White Rocks
3: yeah
2: yeah that's crazy <laughs>
1: when we were off trail and like through the ferns and yeah stuff.
3: yeah
2: yeah and then, you know, this very area was also known as uh, Henry's Valley. And there's an actual ghost town in this area. When I say ghost town, I mean like abandoned town. And I think it ran from the late 1700s to... Um, now, you mean besides Pandemonium or you're talking about Pandemonium? Um, pan- pandemonium, pandemonium. Okay. yes, yes. So, we, we're also going to be, what, be checking out some of the ruins. Yeah. The steam tannery. And all that stuff. So the major industry for this area was a steam tannery, because the trees were good for tanning leather. So they would run a steam tannery down by the creek, and a lot of people would work there. I think they ran a cider press here also. Cool. And the people would, you know, harvest land. Back then there were no game laws, so they could just, right, you know, live off the land. And you had to be pretty hardy, because you know this was, like I said, really remote. And I think what they did is um, that the town ran from late 1700s to maybe early 1900s, and then they all left.
1: Yeah, and there were some
2: like kind of tragic stories of
1: people getting killed and so forth. There's the yeah guy. Uh, was it Schweitzer? Was it was that his Sh- name? Schweitzer. Yes. Schweitzer. Who was he? The one in the forest fire? Yes. Yes. Yeah, the okay. peddler. Yeah. In the forest fire. Yeah, so I guess they, they said they don't know whether the fire drove him out onto the rocks, and then he passed
2: out and fell or
3: what. Yeah, 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 yeah they play. don't know
2: where. Um, there's an area they call chimney rocks, uh, and then what I found, the area was called horsehead rocks. hmm yeah. And I haven't found, looking at the maps yet, horsehead rocks, but names change. And another guy was found murdered. I do have, I have the story about his, his murder. Yeah, you actually found the newspaper article, correct? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. And that was... Uh, was it James Hazel? James Hazel.
1: When You heard us talk about him on that clip. He's the fellow that was shot and that Hazel's Trail is named after. And we have his... The actual news of his death from 1883. This is uh, January 6, 1883 from the Shippensburg News. On Tuesday, December 19th, James Hazel, a resident of Henry's Valley... Toe Township, Perry County, and a companion arranged to meet at a point on the mountain for the purpose of engaging in a turkey hunt. The companion repaired to the spot agreed upon, but was unable to find Hazel. Later in the day, he returned home, but Hazel failed to do so. Search was at once instituted for the missing man, and the mountain scoured until Saturday when Hazel's dead body was found at a point two and one-half miles distant from his home. He had been shot in the back, the ball penetrating the lung and piercing the heart. It is supposed that he was killed instantly. His loaded gun was found standing against an adjacent tree. The inquest held on Saturday afternoon failed to develop any additional particulars to those noted, although the residents of the vicinity have their suspicions as to the perpetrator of the dastardly deed. So I thought that was interesting. They, yeah. they think they might know who it is.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was a small community. They had to know everybody in that community. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: News also made it to York County. This is from the York Gazette, 2nd of January, 1883. James Hazel of Toboyne Township in the extreme western end of Perry County went on the mountain on Tuesday of last week to hunt turkeys. Failing to return in the evening, search was instituted and continued until Saturday when his dead body was found two and one and a half miles from his home. He was shot in the back, the ball passing through the lungs and heart. His loaded gun was leaning against an adjacent tree. The inquest failed to develop any additional particulars. Hazel's property was recently destroyed by fire. So that's a, a little bit of additional info wow, in the in York see, article.
2: I, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: So are they suggesting that someone had it out for him? Like they burned his fire his house down or whatever? could but, possibly be. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the other article says the townspeople think they know who did
2: it. And then this one says his house was just, Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. It'd be interesting to find out if he was like married or anything like that, or you know if he was an outcast. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm hoping to find more information on the town. I mean, I'm working on that right now.
3: Well,
1: I think we're going to be back there. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think that's...
2: that that is not actually
1: it's not a doubt. <laughs> actually, you've been there multiple times since we went. Yes, I have. We've yes, been there
2: together twice, and then you've been what two more two times? more times? Yeah. Two more times, and I've scouted out the rest of the town that we didn't walk, mm-hmm. and I found out there were ruins above where we were staying, which was part of the town, not part of the CCC camp. Right, right. So. So it's just right above where we were. Right, right across the road, right up. Oh, uh, yes. So we literally could have thrown a rock and, and hit it. Absolutely. The, yeah. <laughs> there, there's no doubt about it. No <laughs> doubt. We, we were in town.
1: Unfortunately, I couldn't find that man they talk about, Schweitzer, which we, we talk about on the tape. Yes that uh, peddler who died i cannot find any more information on right. him so he's just in the one article they mentioned that he died in that fire he went
2: out on horsehead rocks and then yeah they... we did locate horsehead rocks
1: so. yeah yeah which yeah. is cool i
2: can't wait to get back there when at, during a non-rattlesnake time yeah just to mention this also we we were visited by the rangers i mean we weren't even there like an hour and they came in mm-hmm. and they warned us you know hey um uh, just know there's I know know about the rattlesnake dangers, and I keep an eye out. But they're like, yeah, just just so you know, there are rattlers in this area, and we did see one. <laughs> yeah, we did. When <laughs> we were there, it the was, that it was my first rattlesnake. I'd
1: never seen one in the wild before, so that was kind of cool. for me yeah,
2: to actually see that. From what I understand, there was a trail called Hazel Trail. Now I haven't located on the maps, but that doesn't mean there isn't one up here. I'm gonna. We should ask the rangers. I, I didn't think about yeah, it yeah. either. Yeah. So I'm gonna you know do some more exploring and find out. You know, and then I think uh, there was another person.
1: There was the CCC worker who got ran over by the bulldozer. Yeah, right there.
2: down the road. You know, back in, the if anybody doesn't know, back in uh, the 1930s, part of, of the act to put people to work, they did a uh, civilian conservation corps camps all over Pennsylvania, and uh, a lot of our state forests and state parks in PA were built in the 1930s by these gentlemen. One of them, they were making a the road. Were, I think it was Bower Mountain Road and um a bulldozer literally ran him over now is that dead man's curve or is that something else? that's at dead man's that's curve at dead man's i think that's why they okay. call it dead man's curve okay so
1: and we're going to spend the night here see what
2: happens yes so. and we're what we're like right on the edge of the town oh yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah so if this is if this is
1: pandemonium we're right there i mean we couldn't i don't think there's a closer campsite no there isn't yeah, there what isn't
2: we and, what, and we're in the remains of the CCC camp yeah is where we're at yeah <laughs> we did what we thought we were in the town based on you know because there's rocks Yeah, there's rock cairns like everywhere around us ruined foundations kind of thing yeah okay so we have another guy and we'll, we'll see if we can't find his name there's a man named David Shamball and he helped free slaves in the civil war and he was killed while holding bark down to the to the tannery and it, you know it's a sad story he left a wife and four small children and two of the children were placed in the soldiers orphanage so what they would do is they'd cut bark and take it down the tannery and you know and they use oak bark and all that in the process of making leather and he was you know so here's another tragedy right in this area And then I think there was, I don't know exactly where, how far it is from here, but there was a plane. Oh, yeah. The cargo carrier plane from, in 1956, crashed. Right. And everybody was killed.
1: And then we have, once again, a place with a devil slash demon name. Yes. (laughs) It's a little more obscure pandemonium. It's not like, you know, devil's peak or something like that. But uh, it's still, it's it's a devil, demon name. I'm going to get some uh, photos of the cemetery. Yeah. So the town was, the last people moved out early 1900s, right? Early 1900s. So it's possible, possible, that there are photos of what Pandemonium looked like.
2: You're correct. Yeah. Because there was photography. Yeah. In the Civil War before, and it was
1: very common around 1907, like say 1905 to 1912. To take pictures of like towns and, and have photo postcards. So it's very mm-hmm. possible that there are photos out there of pandemonium, which would be awesome. So we have to look for those.
2: Yes. Now that was definitely a building there, straight down below us. See how the flat rocks are flat? Mm hmm. This is interesting. Okay. So. Just a second ago, I looked up there, and that one flat rock had a Karen on it. I turned around and talked to you. It's gone. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you.
1: I saw you looking up there. I thought you were looking at the, that kind of stack of rocks. Right beyond. Wow. Okay, well, let's put something else there.
2: Yeah, because I remember I looked up at you and I was going to... I saw you looking this way. And, and yeah, I looked up here because I saw the cairn. And I was thinking, oh, that would be a good place to put something. And then you, I turned around for you to ask me the question because <laughs> it was in the sun.
1: Wow.
3: Yeah, I, I saw
2: heard... you looking
1: this way. See, I thought you were looking at that. No, I was beyond.
3: looking right here. Yeah. It's this
2: flat rock. And I saw wow. the sun and the cairn was on it. Huh. And it was gone. Well, that is freaky.
1: Let's make one then.
2: Yes, absolutely. It was three rocks.
4: Here's a nice flat one.
2: And now I need a smaller rock. Crown it with a. Give me that one right there by your walking stick.
1: Like this one. Yeah.
2: That was nuts. Iron ore. Yep, you have to sign in the rocks here.
1: All right, take a photo of that. Please.
2: Yeah, because I looked up and I saw the flat rock and I saw it in the sun. I'm like, oh, that looks like a cairn. We should probably come up here and, and like see what's put something here. And then I turned around when I was talking to you and turned around and it was freaking gone. That's nuts. I didn't hear anything. No, I didn't hear anything. No, no, nothing.
1: (laughs) The tape was running, so, you know, I don't know that there'll be anything to hear, but I still say tape. Tape. I haven't used tape in 15 years.
2: That was spooky.
3: Huh.
1: Wow, that's cool. I, I I don't know. Something told me to walk over here. That's that's all. But
2: uh, well, like you said, I looked up the hill and I saw the cairn. I'm like, oh, it looks like somebody put a cairn there. Yeah. And I'm like, that might be a good place. And then I turn around. You know, we were talking about when the town was abandoned. And then I turn around and it's freaking gone. Wow, wow. It couldn't have fallen over. We would have heard the rock shift. It was what, fifteen? Not even fifteen feet from where we were standing. Maybe, maybe. Maybe fifteen. Yeah, maybe. max. That's interesting.
3: Yeah. Oh wow.
1: Yeah, I think we might be in for an interesting night here. Look at that tree. Wow. Yeah, I get a photo of that. Yeah. That's cool so yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it looks like.
2: We haven't even gotten down to the tanner or anything yet. Yeah, this I mean just that's just Paradolia, but it's cool pareidolia Yes, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying it yeah. was anything. It's just yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, it's cool looking. A treason, S- Sauron's army,
4: Uruk-hai. or Sor- Sauron's army. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: crazy.
1: What about these rocks here. (laughs) There's no mention of a chapel or anything being nearby the cemetery, right?
2: No, not that I know. I mean, who knows how much...
1: They could be thrown here when they cleared land for the cemetery. Yes. Yeah, they were digging graves and hit rocks.
2: that over there was a building of some sort. I think you're right. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I think we're in for an interesting night. We'll see.
2: what's funny is that that happened just like a couple minutes before the uh, crows were hollering okay
1: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> almost on cue
2: I think we're going to have an interesting night my friend
3: Tim <laughs> There's, as soon wow. as we got
2: in this place it, 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 my hair was standing on end wow you're like a, uh, what
1: do they call those those meters that the ghost hunters use? Yeah, it's weird. I, I, it was
2: weird. And then my hair was standing up when we walked over there with the... Uh, I was... Something told me,
1: just walk over there. Like like something said, go that way. I'm, I try not to ignore those things when I get those feelings. Well,
2: I had heard that little snap or whatever, went that direction mm-hmm. when we got here. But there were people here before we got here. Right. And, yeah. I mean, it could be a squirrel. Squirrels make a ton of noise. In
1: yeah, noise. exactly. I've... I've I've had my pants scared off in the woods before. Looked over and it was a little squirrel. Lots
5: of spiders.
1: I did an album that was, it was like ambient music, and I used to, like creek sounds. You know, so that I recorded a bunch of creeks around different, you know, different parks and and stuff. I would come on these creeks and record them. And you never realize how much noise pollution there is until you try to get like a pure recording, like the plane yeah yeah like, absolutely like, absolutely it's, you it's, you really ever get that pure silence where you can get something without man you know human noises in it
2: i think our best bet will be tonight yeah
1: oh yeah but i would have to wait and wait and wait and then like wait till planes came over and then like put the recorder down near the other creek and like
2: please you know yes yes <laughs>
1: But I, I mean, eventually I got several hours of creek recordings with not with people not in them. But it's it's actually a lot harder than you think. With, with planes flying overhead and stuff.
2: There is a spot in the U.S. and I can't remember if it was. I'll find out. And it's supposed to be listed as a as a quiet spot. Oh, it's a, no overhead. No overhead, overhead noise, no nothing, and it's supposed to be one of the most silent spots.
1: Well, we're getting too much
2: north of here. You get in, in one of the the areas that uh, has the least light pollution. It's actually a state park in Pennsylvania called Cherry Springs, and I would suggest people to go see it because it is one of the darkest spots on the East Coast. Kind of and,
1: middle north of the state, is it?
2: Uh, yeah, it's yeah. A, a Potter County. Okay. Uh-huh. And it is gorgeous. I mean, I've never seen the sky like that. I mean, it blows your mind how much you, you see. And it's li- literally listed as a dark spot. Like, it's like an official mm-hmm. dark spot. And uh, when you go there, you have to use a red light or uh, they have red lenses you can put over your top of your flashlight so that doesn't mess with your uh, night sight. Mm-hmm. And we went there during a meteor shower. Oh, wow. I bet it was beautiful. And it was beautiful. And, and this was crazy. And I've seen the northern lights in yeah, PA. I mean, in, it's very rare.
1: I saw them in Massachusetts, but yeah. uh, never in Pennsylvania. But I
2: saw them here in Pennsylvania. It was uh, usually a, a very cold night, like February, mm-hmm. and it was deathly cold, and I was in the Pigeon Hills, and, you know in our area it's like red and green. Mm-hmm. And I know what they look like. But I swear to you the sky was lighting with it would like with like like a soft glow like it would kind of ebb then go back. Real slow. And it was like green and red and different colors and, and and the Milky Way is just wow. It is mind-blowing. I mean it is something you have to go see. It is so worth it. So worth it. You know, and Wintertime's the best because the sky is clearest. Put it on my bucket list. Yes, I mean well, we can make it happen. Yeah, not a problem. But man, it was so worth it. I mean, you don't realize. I mean, you get to see the sky as our ancestors
3: saw. Yeah, that's amazing you, you
2: think of these, you know, the ancient civilizations, you know, and they're staring at the sky, and you are like, "How do they see this stuff without a telescope?" Well, it's because they don't have the light pollution like we have. Yep, it's phenomenal. So Mark, yes, we're standing over there we got here I heard a crunch over there could have been a squirrel we're standing there we're looking at what could be some ruins and I looked over Tim's shoulder up the up the hill and there was a uh, some light on some of the what was probably an old um, foundation
3: mm-hmm.
2: and there was a cairn there I'm like thinking oh you know we'll we'll put something there and we'll change it so I turned around Tim and me were talking and he was asking me questions I turned back around it's gone like that.
3: What was
2: gone? The cairn was gone. Was, there were three rocks stocked on the cairn. Just like that, it was gone. Can you show me where it was? I can show you exactly where it was. Yeah, now, we restacked
1: Yeah, we, we stacked because we wanted to see what would happen if we stacked yeah, them up. I'll,
2: I'll leave something
1: back there.
2: All right, let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: let, me get, let me get some more. Yeah. Um, there's, I, give, there's gifts I, all
2: over. I, I don't want to leave any more food there because so I want to see what happens. I want to see because, to me, if it's a cairn and that it, that's its play thing, Okay. We'll, we'll see if it he's changes that. It. Three stones stacked on top. And, and you
5: looked and you saw it. I,
2: I turned around. I was talking to Tim, and I'm like this, looking Did up the hill. It,
3: Tim,
2: I no? didn't see it because I thought he was looking beyond where he, he was looking. He saw me looking. I
1: saw him looking, I kind of looked back that way, and I thought, oh, he's looking at another foundation.
2: And I was going to okay. say, you know, let's put something there. And then I turned around, and we were discussing about the history. And then I turned around again, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's gone. Huh.
3: Yeah,
2: I it, it didn't hear it fall. I mean, it was less than 15 feet from us. Yeah, so we were standing here and talking, basically. Yeah, and right over here. Mm-hmm.
1: The sun was hitting on it perfect. I'm like, the, it was directly shining on
2: it. I'm standing on here. And I can see it through the trees. There's straight right there, where this the end comes down. See the three rocks on there, on top there? That we placed there. See it? On top, on the flat rock.
1: Mm-hmm. And the, the sun was just beating the right down was on right it. right on it. Yeah.
2: And I saw three rocks just like that, just like we have And then I turn around and to him, and we're discussing what yeah, this we're could looking be, down. you know, buildings here. And I turn around, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's gone.
3: Go look
2: yeah, you can. You can just go around this way. There's a trail right oh, yeah. here. It's obviously, a trail here.
5: Tim, this is the trail. Here, I'm going to go over this. Go ahead. I'm that. Okay, if you stop and snap this
3: off.
1: Yeah, and that's been that way for a while. The leaves are dead. Yep.
3: Yeah.
2: This is definitely a high use area. What's up over there? See that?
1: talking about the rocks there yeah yeah i I just don't know how big this town was i
2: I don't i don't i don't have a layout i really
1: don't yeah it'd be awesome to know
2: but that's where exactly how they were stacked i kid you not
1: and the the sun was just beating right down on it
4: you saw what you saw and then you looked away and it wasn't like that
1: it was gone Mm -hmm. see i thought you were looking like beyond that like no 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 which actually might as well check them out while we're here.
2: Well, you know what? That's good That's good that you'll that we're keying off right one You know what I mean? Yeah. No, what I saw was exactly that. And then I turned around and
3: talked
2: to the and then that rock was completely empty. This one. Yes. That, I'm,
3: that rock.
1: I'm just like, not doubting you for a second, but I'm just looking anywhere else there might be a cairn. No, no.
2: Go right ahead. I, I want you to. Just I'm
1: in sure. case, you know. Was it about the size of the one you built?
2: That's exactly the size of the one we built. It. All right. It was just like that. Okay. Three stones like that. And I turned around and uh, it was gone. And there wasn't any evidence of stones having fallen down. Tim, did you flip this over? Uh, what,
4: what,
1: what, What's that? I pulled up a little stone out of the ground. No, this is bigger. no, I didn't mess with anything big. I pulled that little flat square stone. Remember, and then you asked me for the one. By, no, I didn't do that.
3: No.
2: <laughs> yeah. This was in there. That's just been put there not too long ago.
1: uh, uh, Yeah. That was
2: like that. Interesting. That's interesting. Oh, you were looking up there to see if there was any other camera. I
1: just thought, you know, just in case, you know, like I said. No, 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 man. Just because, you know, maybe maybe you look somewhere and then look back in the wrong place. But, I mean, I don't, like I said, the sun was beating right down there. It's hard to miss. The
2: sun had it completely marked.
1: Yeah. But just in case I figure well, I'll look for another can. No I want you to Yeah
2: right? we need, I need to have that Yeah just I'm sorry That's that's weird Now could there have been uh, There's no way a person did that there's nobody here But that one there could have
1: been... Okay come here not, not saying I'm coming Yeah this didn't happen today. Because that... Okay, so that wood is, like, you can tell it's cutting into that rock. So that, that wood's been laying there. See what I'm saying? This has been laying here. It's cut into the... You can see where yes, it, the rock is. Yes, yes, yes. But does this not look like a cairn that fell over? Yes. Does that not look like... You know what I'm saying?
3: Like
2: I'm just... I don't know. I'm footballing.
3: Set it back up.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Definitely. But I,
2: I know the spot because it's like... Set
4: it back up and add to it. Now I do.
2: Yeah. But like I said, the spot I saw had the sun dead on it. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm not saying this is what you saw. No, you're like just that, saying that could be another one. That's been there for a long time. That limb is, was cut, cut into. Is this shale? Oh.
3: Huh.
2: I find a piece of quartz. I'm taking it. I think Tim will find something. I would like a piece of quartz from this area. Tim's
3: be the one that's going to find something.
1: Do we know geologically if this area has quartz?
2: It could I don't we know for we sure.
1: We sh- actually we should go to the creek and look around a little bit before it gets dark, and we can actually get a better idea of mm-hmm. what stones are around.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It should be here.
1: I would think if if you got iron, you got quartz usually. Sure. Yeah. But I am not a geologist. So we're recording this earlier in the night than I normally record podcasts because Chad has a real job. And uh, (laughs) you, you you might hear a kind of chirping sound in the background. I live near a high school. And they are having band practice. So that is their metronome, if that comes through on the mics. Hopefully it doesn't. Can't stop them from having band practice. That's important. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I think that was our first indication, the cairn, that that, things were going to get weird. That
2: things were going to ramp up. And just to note, this was when we first went to the cemetery, it was still daylight. It was between, what, 5 and 6 o'clock? Yep. The sun was just kind of starting to get low,
1: yeah, but yeah, but plenty of light plenty of side, light, plenty
2: yeah. of light we could see in you know, and these woods aren't super thick, no, nope. they're open,
1: not real brushy, no, and the light it was weird because the sunlight was like coming through the trees and like beaming on that spot,
2: yes, where the cairn and, was, and that's what i what I said there that's what made me take notice of it because we were looking. We were about 20 feet from the back of the cemetery because there's another road that comes off the main road that goes up to the cemetery. And we had walked through the cemetery, and we were literally in the middle of the town, what would have been the town. And I think we were standing on a flat spot, and we were looking down at the road, just kind of discussing some things. And I had turned around and looked up above you because... You spend enough time with me in the woods now. I'm constantly scanning. Mm -hmm. That's just what I do. And I was looking up and I just kind of took note. I'm like, oh, there's a cairn there. And the sunlight's beaming right on it. And it was obviously the remains of one of the buildings. And I noticed, you know, three rocks stacked on this big flat rock. And I'm like, yeah, I want to tell Tim about that. You know, after you were done discussing, Mm -hmm. we turned around, we were talking. I turned back around. And then I turned back around and it was gone. Wow. And it was just. Gone, it was strange, it was strange.
1: The other interesting thing you said was that the cairn we ended up building, so we went up there, yes, and built one, Yes. you can hear it on
2: the tape it, it we, just we, it seemed appropriate, yeah, you said it looked just like the one the rocks we used, yeah, and cause... which which was really weird is those rocks were somewhat buried in the ground,
1: yeah, I was pulling them
2: like out of out the ground, of the ground. Yeah. yeah, when I stacked them, it was exactly like the cairn I saw,
1: wow, yeah. yeah. This area, which is what? Is that west of the cemetery? Yeah. This comes into play on our second visit as well. Uh, That's kind of the major area of activity on that second visit. Comes to play later in this visit as well. Yeah. uh,
2: (laughs) Comes to play in a couple visits, actually. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. Something's going on there. It's on the recording. I don't know how much it it jumped out. The cedar ball that Tobe gave me. I left at the cemetery when we were up there on that first visit. Yes. I put it on the wall. The stone I put it on was kind of angled backwards and there was kind of a little pocket in the stone. I didn't want it to roll away. So I kind of laid it into this pocket. So gravity would have pushed it, you know, kind of into the pocket in this stone. Yes. And I left it there. I thought, well, that'll be a neat place to leave something. And again, Mark here left, he left a few
2: apples out, I think. think He left some apples, I think. Some cinnamon, I think some other herbs. Yeah, he
1: he was doing more kind of like conjurer offerings and stuff. He kind of went off on his own, yeah. and, and, and did his thing. We were kind of exploring. Yeah, I think we explored. The There's
2: an old hall road that's a, right above that, mm-hmm. and uh, we saw that. And then um, just going to mention this now: between when we were coming back, I had noticed while we were walking out of the cemetery to where the spot where we saw the Karen was had mm-hmm. disappeared. There was a tree. That
1: yes, you can hear us discuss that yes, on there. Yes,
2: That handprint tree is so
1: neat, and I'll probably use that as yeah. the, the image for for the episode. It looked like a perfect weird, like a weird handprint, but yeah. a handprint like yeah. on the tree. It, it looks was, spooky.
2: Yeah, it, and it wasn't like an animal had done it. or No, anything. no, it was no. A natural. Yeah, it's, it just was, and
1: it, it wasn't a real hand. It was obviously, huge. But yeah, it was but big. But, but it, yeah, it looked like. I mean, it was naturally occurring. It's you know, it's it's, it's handprint paradolia, I guess you would yeah. call it. But uh, it, it was, was
2: really cool. It was worth a photo. That's oh for yeah, sure. it was
1: really cool. It was really really cool. All right, so then we went down to the location of the tannery. So this was the steam tannery. Or what's this is the foundation? What's left of the foundation of the steam tannery? Yes, it had to be somewhat big you would think it was the main business right? yes
2: yes this was the main um, business for that for the people of the area and they would cut the trees and use the bark bring the bark above the cemetery was the haul road and then they would haul, it, haul the bark down here and then they would use that to extract the chemicals they needed to tan the hides and uh, even though there's not much water coming through it now but they're obviously that was man made for water yeah, like a little up. canal kind of yeah. thing yeah Come off of Laurel Run. So you can see it right here. And that ran what? Uh, 1840 to 1880. About 40 years. I mean, obviously, they had the road built over here now, but you can tell that was all the original. Yeah. And I guess it had a steam engine that turned whatever they needed to turn. I, I don't know what it was all involved. Yeah, in, so the,
1: the little canal cut or whatever was probably yeah. just to feed the water for the whatever steam, however they used steam for it. It's
2: relatively flat here, too. Now there's a wall up there on that bank. See it? Yep. And I think that's where it sat. See how it's flat like a terrace up there? You can see the stones are there, so that would have sat up on the hill a little bit.
3: Yeah. And
1: why wouldn't you just build it? Well, I guess the creek can flood. You want it a little bit away from the Yes. Creek. Yeah.
2: yeah I, my guess. And I think you're right. And this is Laurel Run.
4: Beautiful right
1: there. Oh, yeah. Intense.
4: That's Joe Pirey over there on the other side that red stuff looks
2: like um, bee bomb
1: I'm sure that is B-Bomb yeah I mean A, it's not that long ago really, I mean in the grand scheme of things it's really not that long ago and there's hardly anything left of the town, you know what I mean there's the cemetery, a few foundations like I can only think that some of those buildings were just intentionally knocked down so people wouldn't mess around in them or something. Because yeah. there's just piles well, of stone. Well, you
2: figure, you know, after the town was gone, you know, it was probably just empty land until the park service took it over.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I think the the school was one of the last buildings.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think there's a one of the articles talks about the teacher was there and yeah, till he had one student. Yep. They kept it, kept and, and, that, and to, you know
2: that's dedication. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah it's, kinda, it's really that's dedication. Awesome.
2: Stayed till, till, literally, till the, the last student. And that was, you know, once the tannery closed, that was probably it. Yeah, I'm sure it just dwindled
1: away after that. Because there's not much around here. We can say that no, for sure. No, no,
3: no.
2: Now down from our our camp where we're camping tonight, there was this is a little ways down, but what dropped off the mat the hill like a steep drop off and it was just nothing but swamp.
1: Yeah, it's a big swamp. It's swamp us.
2: Because <laughs> we tried to find a creek, but it should was be just,
1: fun for bugs.
2: Yeah, well, nah, I think it's far, we're far up enough from it. I don't think it'll be too bad. But they were just old foundations all around us and we felt that like i said we thought that was we were in the town and i knew for sure the first foundations we came in used to be a ranger
4: mm-hmm.
2: a ranger yeah. cabin and they used to call it sunday place
4: yeah
1: they said i guess the rangers we talked to said they have photos of the guy and his family i think do they the ca- yeah, yeah
2: we'll have to what back at the uh i assume park we'll have to stop and get a picture of that that would be kind of neat
1: yeah, i assume i assume that's
2: that would be kind of cool
1: This is something we didn't know was here, the park rangers told us.
2: Yes, and and this is, you know, this is why it's good, like, to talk to the park rangers and, you know, talk to the locals in the area, you know.
1: This is apparently from the the CCC camp
2: times. So that would have dated it to the 1930s during the
1: the Depression. And it was a dynamite shack. They stored their dynamite here. Yeah. (laughs) Which I find super interesting because of the... Point Pleasant connection with the what they call the TNT area. We'll go around. Yeah, and there's, there's my quartz. also because I found a dynamite factory, or stories of a dynamite factory, along Trout Run, which crosses Toad Road.
2: So, so that, what's
1: that blew up? So,
2: what's with dynamite? I don't
1: know. I don't know. What's the connection with that? Is there a connection, or is it all coincidence? I don't know. But there's a dynamite shack here too. Let's lay the match and just throw it inside and see what happens.
2: <laughs> well, I guess they have the holes in it to Yep. But I would guess the dynamite would sweat nitrous. Oh.
1: Definitely a thick door on it. See how oh, it's yes. it, it's like the uh, iron and then two layers of wood. That's yeah. neat. Great
3: shape here. Yeah. You got it? Yeah, I'm in.
1: Skinny man's game.
3: I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> I can sit in. I don't want to go in.
1: I don't do spelunking.
3: Yeah. I'm not down. Around.
1: Yeah.
5: It's a good place for bats.
1: Yeah.
2: It's phenomenal how much. Yeah, how see, Good shape. Yeah, this you can is see in the woodwork. I mean, they really.
1: Well, they'd have to build it sturdy. You would think, you, yeah, or you'd think they'd see, want to.
2: Really strong.
1: Can you see up to the peak, or do they have a? a
2: no, they have uh, it, they have it closed off.
5: I'm surprised how nice it is inside of it. Yeah, it's like in really good shape. I mean, this is what eighty years old.
4: Something like that.
2: There's a swallow nest in here, or barn swallow.
1: Watch those nails Nail, yeah, coming watch,
3: out.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, worth the hike. Wor- worth it. Yeah.
3: Officially Tim's <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I I have to live in
2: it. Yeah, honestly, it was really nice inside there. Yeah.
1: Surprised <laughs> more critters haven't made a home out of it, uh, honestly. There
2: was some detritus in the corners. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it's, it's honestly surprisingly built well. I was impressed. I mean.
1: Yeah, it looks it's solid. It's so
2: pretty inside. You know, if you clean the wood up, it's, it's really
1: nice Those hinges are cool, too, on that door.
2: See the way there? Yeah. yeah it's like, those are, those are
1: serious hinges, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, that that's definitely serious. And it's crazy how far this is from where we're standing. Oh, yeah, yeah.
5: That was a cool dynamite shack, though.
3: Yeah,
1: it was neat. First thing the park... Well, not the first thing, but one of the first things the park rangers say to us is, oh, you should go check out the dynamite shack. It's you know, right down here, and they gave us directions to it. Yeah, and, and we're like, what? <laughs> yeah. But it was a neat building, and if you couldn't tell by the audio, Chad went inside. We could only pry the door open so far, so I yeah. wasn't getting in there. Well, it
2: was overgrown around a lot of it, mm-hmm. too, and um door was thick. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what really surprised me was... So, I don't know if anybody's seen the videos or the pictures, but just to kind of describe for those who haven't.
1: Oh, the ones you put up? Yes. Yeah, I'll I'll link to them in the show notes, but I'm thinking most people probably haven't seen them.
2: But basically what it is, is it was a a block building, and it had some vents in it. For those those of you who don't know it, dynamite does sweat nitroglycerin, so you need to have some venting. Mm -hmm. And um, so, it was made of heavy, like, block. And then on the inside was wood, and I was so blown away by how the wood was like in pristine shape,
1: considering everything else has fallen down. Yes, all the other. So this dynamite check would have held dynamite for the CCC camp. Yes, that's where they would have stored their yes. dynamite because they're building roads every now and then. They yes. got to blast through stuff or whatever. It was in wonderful condition,
2: uh, absolute condition, and that was basically. Because it had to be built yeah, very strong, yeah. very sturdy. Yeah, and the wood is to deaden the explosion, and the block was to contain it. But I mean, that wood—it was so beautiful. I would want that for paneling in my house. I mean, yeah, it was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, if we cleaned it up a bit, it would have been nice. Yeah.
2: It was just a cool. One. I, I, no, that was a cool landmark. I do believe they said they're they're scattered throughout the rest of the forest. Oh, did they say that? Yeah, they that did would s- make sense. That would, yeah. Because that's yeah. not something you want to move all the time, especially a rough mountain roads. Yeah, yeah, so you would probably just like store it in certain spots, mm-hmm. and then you know after after they were done, you just abandon that shack and build a new one. So right. We'll have to find the other ones. That would be kind of neat to have like a yeah. plot
1: them out. Yeah, it would be cool. Be neat. So then we went back to camp, and. Mark left.
2: Yeah.
1: We just made dinner. Yeah,
2: dinner. We had a, we had a great dinner. Yeah, you know, I, I lit the fire off. and
1: Yeah, it was just, just hanging out, talking. Yep, Yeah. I think we heard some owls. There was some, you know, some yeah. things got our attention. I think they ended up being owls yeah. that we heard. But yeah, we heard some owls. And- worth noting, you know, owls are always wound into this stuff, w- whether it's just because owls are always out at night and people tend to hear owls when they're out doing this stuff. I don't know, but there, we did hear
2: some owls. And then... I'm guessing it was around, what, nine ten p.m.? I would say it was like around 9.30, around 9, 9.30, somewhere around that. There was this bang that
1: I, my mind immediately went to the construction equipment because there was this construction equipment right up from us. Right,
2: right, right where I parked the
1: car. We talk about it later. There was a grader up there. In any case, that's parked right up there. But it didn't sound that close. But it didn't sound too much further away. So I, in my head, I immediately imagined we heard the sound like there was a bulldozer or something, and someone took a baseball bat type, or a metal rod wreck. or something, a wrench, yeah, even, something. even a wrench, and just bang hit this thing as hard as they could. That's what like my, that's where my mind immediately went to. Somebody maybe a kid was out messing around and they just hauled off and hit some of this construction equipment. Yeah, because it was a metallic bang and, and it was loud yes it echoed throughout the valley it was loud enough where you said let's get in the car and drive around because maybe it was a car accident we, we got to check yeah
2: i i was afraid that somebody was hurt mm-hmm. i mean at that time there was nobody in this valley but us right um uh, yeah. we did think we did drive around there were some cabins like up on the other mountain a good ways away. There were cabins way up. I don't know if
1: anybody was there. I know the cabin that was close to the dynamite shack. Nobody was there. Yeah, nobody was there. That was the
2: only cabin that was in the pandemonium area.
1: Right. Nobody else was camping around. We looked, not only did we look for people because we want, we want to know who's around. We looked for people during the day, but at night we looked for fires and, and lights yeah. and stuff. So we did not see them, uh, see anyone else, rather. Some kids, we assume kids, did drive through
2: later yeah, they came they came by we had already returned like i said i got we gotten gotten the forerunner and we drove up just drove around make sure yep. things were okay went up to the cemetery again didn't see nothing i mean we were you know we weren't even gone five minutes if even that mm-hmm. didn't see anything another source that could have possibly been in is there's a bridge right right that, right by the tannery right by the tannery that goes across the stream mm-hmm. and there is metal like a metal guardrails on top.
1: Yeah, and I thought about that later too. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody took something, whatever it was. It was hard. It wasn't like a rotten piece of wood. No, it was hard it was, enough to make a
4: plang. Yeah.
1: So we're talking like a
2: a big thick piece of wood or something. Something something heavy hit yeah. hit what whatever it hit was metal. It was no doubt a metallic sound, and there was no way it sounded like anything else because. I don't even think it even sounded like a car crashing. I mean... It really
1: didn't, but no. like I said, I think whatever it was disturbed it disturbed you enough where you're like, was, well, let's make yeah. sure nobody's hurt. It was heard. heavy
2: metal. Whatever got hit, the metal, the metal that was hit was heavy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it made that, just that clang. So then we came back, and I think we sat there.
1: Well, then we were going to, we were going to go up to the cemetery, but remember those kids or whoever it was came yeah. by in those four-wheel drive vehicles. Yes.
2: It was two trucks mm-hmm. and a car, and we were going to go back up and then i said look we just drove up there let's wait what like a half hour an hour something like that and let things settle yeah yeah and then we'll go back and then that's when these kids came by
1: and they actually got out at one point they got out and we saw their headlamps we
2: saw headlamps we heard car doors slam yeah and we we thought what's what's going on here yeah
1: are they going to mess with us you know what is this? But they didn't. They got back in their cars and drove away. Yeah. So
2: they were what five minutes? They were there. Yeah, five, maybe ten at mm-hmm. the most. And I just think they were. You know, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I think it was just local kids. were like, hey, let's go check this. Check out this place. Yeah, you know It's it's known to the locals.
4: Sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: So it's what ten eleven o'clock at night. We're here in camp right now, right? Yeah. Sitting here with the lanterns, we just ate dinner a little bit. We plan on going to the cemetery in a little bit here and checking things out at night. You uh, know, well, we had a couple little jumps, right?
1: Yeah, nice big loud bang. <laughs> it sounded metallic. Yeah, we're assuming it was a car, but it was. It sounded loud and close-ish. close yeah. enough where we went out to check the car.
2: Yeah, we wanted to make sure. So I just brought up something to Tim, and he actually wants me to relate the story here. I shouldn't have known you would would want this. I was just kind of. So, me and my wife moved into our house probably about mm, not quite three years ago. November will be three years, and the house was built in 1945 by a, gen- a gentleman by the what was his last name? Might have been Allin. I could be wrong. His father had given him a small piece of land, you know, just like a third of an acre. And this is in the Pigeon Hills, which is where I grew up. And, you know, we are literally like a football field from where my great-grandma lived. Him and his wife built the house. It's, and, and it's nothing special. It's just a little Cape Cod. And they lived there, I don't know, up till when we moved in. So he passed away. I don't know if they have any kids or not. I don't know. But he passed away. And um, his wife lived there. Her name was Dottie. And she lived, or Dorothy. Sorry, Dorothy. And she lived there up until she died. A flipper bought the house, redid the house, and then we moved in. And this was so recently when we, and this is kind of gross but weird, when we cleaned the one drain and the, the tub was, was clogged and mm-hmm. I cleaned it out and her hair was in the drain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's how close. But recently this, uh, you know, so we lived there, you know, we've lived there for, like I said, going on three years. And I'd say after about a year, a couple little weird things started happening. Like my wife had article of clothing, and I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's kind of a private article of clothing. <laughs> and it was dark gray, and it would disappear. Just just disappear. And it would be gone for a while, then it reappear. And, you know, none of this really bothers us, if you know what I mean. It, you know, mm-hmm. we don't get upset about it or anything. And, uh, and then finally I got to the point where my wife was like, Dorothy, can I please have this article of clothing back? And it hasn't disappeared since then, hmm. which is strange. So we recently got a dog about five months ago. And, you know, I took him out. And this was probably about, I don't know, about a month ago. I took him out, walked outside, and it was probably, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night. We went out, I took him into the yard, he went to the bathroom, came back in, we were coming in through the door. I turned the light off on the porch, I just come in the door, and I'm standing in front of the door, I unhooked the dog, and I hear this, right at the door. Now, granted, this door has a window in it, okay? So, I'm standing in front of the door and I hear that. Dog barks. My wife goes, who is that? And I turn around, I flick the light on and I open up the door and there's nobody there. Hmm. Matter of seconds. That's seconds. I mean, I am literally, I have my back to the door and mm-hmm. you have to get up on the porch to, to get to the back door. Mm-hmm. And the light is right there, you know, it shines out and it, and my car is there, you know. It, right, right driveways right there right yeah. and we had just come in within like literally i come in i shut the door i turn around i unhook the dog and i hear the knock
3: hmm.
2: i spin around the dog barks goes to the door i'm like who the hell turn the light on and my wife's go who's that and i'm like i don't know and somebody just knocked at the door well my wife then yells at me she goes whatever you do shut the door don't let it in <laughs> and i'm like what are you talking about so apparently this had happened to her also about a week before
3: Hmm.
2: So nobody was there. Nobody was behind me. The kids were up in bed, and it just you know. And just just those two times, or just those two times since then. And I wasn't like hello, you know. I'm like hello, hello, and, and there's no way a person could have jumped up on that porch, right? <laughs> right behind me, much less you know walked in because a dog would have barked if a person would have been out in the yard. Yeah, and. You know, so we've had little...
1: Yeah, that's a weird one.
2: We've had some stuff like that happen. The cats, we have two cats. And they'll act a little strange sometimes. I think not too long after when we moved in there, I had a feeling like something was, like, watching me when I was sleeping. Oh, yeah? Which was really strange. Yeah, that's not a fun feeling. I don't like that feeling at all. Yeah. And I didn't see anything. It was just like, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, oh, my God, I startled myself. I'm like, I need to, you know, and I just calmed down and I'm like, all right, you know, I think I'm fine. And I just went back to sleep, you know, didn't think anything, went back to sleep. And this this was like right before, you know, we had the issue with the, um, my wife's article of clothing disappearing. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. It would disappear. Then it'd come back and then, it would, and it would show up in a weird spot.
1: Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's an import. I mean, that's weird.
2: But the knock was freaky. Yeah, that's. I, I, dude, I was standing right there. It was right behind me. Wow.
1: <laughs> and your wife was in the room with you she. she was...
2: My wife was in in the living room, which is like right. You know, we have a kitchen, dining mm-hmm. room, and then the living room is right there. Our house is only is little only a little over a thousand square feet. It's mm-hmm. not a very big house. So she, you, I mean, literally, she's right on the, the other wall, and yeah, you know, we heard. I heard that knock, and she's like, "Who?" Is? And it was loud, just as loud as like. I mean and it was it was <laughs> it was it was like that I mean it was literally wow that's how it was, and I turned around I mean it was right behind me turn around hello, nobody there
1: that's bizarre
2: it was weird yeah. I mean and the dog and the dog heard it he was barking mm-hmm. and you know <laughs> and it just it's just like and this was before the graveyard so this this wasn't like right when when we went to Bethel right you know, when we I had the investigation. Right. But,
1: yeah. Oh, more strangeness. Well, wall knocks, and I would put door knocks in that category. <laughs> that, yeah, it's uh-oh. an outside wall. Yeah, knocking is a thing. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but uh, and I'd like to say there wouldn't be any more, but... You know, I have a be, feeling there's going to be yeah, more. It would be interesting to, to see uh, how it develops.
2: I mean, the more the more this is going on, the more, you know, more I'm out with this, it's just like something's, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, that's, that's <laughs> the disturbing thing, and it's, it's the thing I wrestle with the, because, like I said, it's real. This, this stuff is real. I don't know what the, what it is necessarily. I don't know what it means. But it's it's real, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it, it'll touch you, you know. Even doing like so, I've done Strange Familiars for 100 and however many episodes. 108, 104? Just, came, 108 just came out. 108. And, and then oh, okay. wow. all the, all the ex, I didn't number the patron episodes in the beginning, so the first 20 some patron episodes I think weren't numbered. Wow. So really more than that. But so you know, I do this literally on a weekly basis now, and it's used, in a way it's still. I feel like I'm still hedging my bets when I talk about it sometimes. So I'm still like, well, you know, it could be this, could maybe it's that, maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, yeah, and and it's it's just yeah. It's I mean, it's a weird thing to to acknowledge, but more and more, I'm just getting to the place where it's like I can't tell you what it is, but I can tell you it's something. Like there's something there. There's it just it, I've had too many too many people I trust, and then too many of my own experiences with just something.
2: Like something too weird to be
1: coincidence, something too weird to be nothing, you yeah. know?
2: Yeah. And, you know, people see things and, and things happen and there has to be somebody, they're, they're seeing something and, mm-hmm. or they're experiencing something. Right. Yeah. Whatever it is. And, you know, you experience this stuff and, you know, the area I live in is full of old iron mines. Mm-hmm. Spring Grove was called Spring Forge before it was called Spring Grove. And the paper mill down there was a iron furnace at one time. And you know, there's still holes everywhere up there that are full of water that were quarries for, yeah, for, a, for iron. Right there
1: along the, the Cador. I mean, that's a perfect place for, for... Well, it wouldn't be the only place along the Cadoris there's an iron forge. Yeah, yeah. There's the one. There was one at, where Cador State Park is. Yeah, Mary Ann Mary furnace. furnace. Yep. yep. And then there would have been one there, and then of course could have worked Furnace,
2: so all along there. I mean, it's to the point like some spots the water is full of iron. You mm-hmm. have to you have to have a water softener to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And I know you've said there's been reports in the Pigeon Hills of like I've got UFO reports mm-hmm. there, and and there's an old legend, and I think I've told you this one already before. There's a lake down the road from me called Lake Bahajico and it is a man-made lake Mm -hmm. and before that lake was put in there was like a little valley and there were reports of lights in that woods I believe it and then now there's there's been reports of lights above the lake now once in a while now I grew up there I've never seen anything like that but I'm just saying it, it's it's a it's a legend that I know of. You see something? I heard something. What'd you hear? Don't know. Some like movement, maybe. I don't know. So down over the hill from the campsite on one of the uh, rock carns, and this is what a good a good ways away from camp.
1: Yeah, we so we set up a cairn down there. There was a cairn in camp on the stump that was there yeah. when we got here yeah. and and I changed that and and put an acorn on top of it and we'll see mhm that gets moved down over the hill from us so I set uh one of the things that Tobe Johnson gave me the owl feather I believe which which he got at one of the moon sites and then did you set slag out there I'd, from Condor's furnace yeah a piece of slag
2: slag glass from Condor's furnace down there
1: slag from Condor's furnace and then we made a little cairn there too or did we I think just, there was no no we just put okay, some we just stuff put there. Some there there was yeah, an acorn we put on, on top the, of there on on also on a flat rock yeah so we'll see and then uh, we built another cairn where the
2: disappearing cairn was earlier yeah which was strange I mean I mean <laughs> yeah
3: so we'll see that was
2: so crazy we'll see if that changes yeah I might have heard the
1: fire pop I don't mm-hmm. know
2: well, the fire just picked up, and, and, and I could have been. Usually, when the fire pops up like that, you know, there is some a little bit of pine in there. Maybe yeah. it seemed
1: like it's further back, but it, it could have been that.
2: And like we said before, you know, something little in the woods. Oh yes, yeah, squirrels! Squirrels yeah. sound like yeah. giant creatures. Yeah, exactly. in the <laughs> I've, I've had my pants scared off by squirrels in the woods. Before. And it, you know, right down below us, where the hill comes down, where we put the where we put the the owl feather and all that. It drops down like real steep, and then there's a swamp, literally a swamp. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so our campsite is right on the edge of Pandemonium. I mean, we're right there. Like, yeah. Like what? On the edge of the town. Like yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, right we're on the,
2: We would be on the outskirts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we literally, when we came back from driving, checking it out earlier, it was like, oh my god, there's a campsite. We didn't really realize how close we were we're dead set dead in the middle of this the wind just picked up is that what this yeah. okay alright cool no I'd rather you yeah mm-hmm. so we're dead in the middle of what was the CCC camp so I mean that in itself and then you know we have a ranger old ranger cabin up there right above us too so
1: yeah we're basically amongst a bunch of ruins we had to like put our tents up in between
2: ruins yeah basically <laughs> yeah so wasn't planned that way it just happened to work out that way <laughs> yeah
1: it's a nice campsite though
2: it's yeah it, cool. is. it is it is
1: and it's beautiful beautiful area oh absolutely beautiful yeah. area. i've never been to this is my first time at tuscarora am i, am I pronouncing that right tuscarora yes that, correct uh my first time and it's awesome this, yeah this is really nice yeah.
2: uh, this is my first time actually camping here of have hiked here once and other parts of it just to give you a little bit of history also there's a trail called the Tuscarora trail that goes about uh it's 200 miles oh really Is it and that it long? goes wow. goes from shenandoah valley and it travels in, in virginia and it travels in arc through shenandoah through west virginia through maryland up in the pa oh wow um it's actually further west southwest of here and it's uh west of michelle travels in arc and ends on the at terminates on the at Mm. and it's only about 30 minutes from where from my house where you've never i've never taken you there Mm. but you know that mountain we came up over earlier Mm -hmm. that's where tuscarora follows that mountain yeah you pointed out yeah Yeah, the tuscarora actually follows the tops of the mountains and there's a reason for that i'm going to tell you and believe it or not, the Tuscarora is up over there. It's not that far from here. So it goes through this forest. And uh, what it was is the, the Tuscarora Indians were trying to get to the, the Iroquois Nation. And um, there was a, a group of uh, gentlemen called the Paxton Boys. And you're talking like early, early not early, early later 1700s. Mm-hmm. They were the ones that wiped out the Susquehannocks. Okay. The, at the, the Comestogas. Uh, the uh, the massacre in, in Lancaster. Yes. Yeah. And they were notorious Indian haters. They would kill any Indians that came down the valley. So the, the Senecas were leading them to the Iroquois. Mm-hmm. They literally stayed on the mountaintops and would not come into the valley. And that's what the Tuscarora Trail follows, that old trail. So. And that's why it rides the mountaintops as much as possible. So, just a little bit of history of the area. You know, this, this area is full of a lot of history. Yeah, it is.
1: So then we walked up to the cemetery. Yeah. It was right before midnight we walked up there. Yeah. it was. That wasn't planned. That was just the time we ended up going.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we had planned to go up about, what, 10, 11 o'clock.
1: Something like that. And yeah. then those kids came through, and then we just, uh... Yeah, let's uh, let things yeah. settle down again. And-
2: yeah. And we just walked up the road. Right. And there was moonlight. There was... You mm-hmm. might as well mention that because that actually becomes important later on too. It wasn't a full moon. It was what? Like three-quarter moon? Right.
1: But it was enough to see by... I found on this trip that I have particularly bad night vision. <laughs> so... Uh, that's something that hopefully new glasses will address but <laughs> uh, but even with my bad night vision we were able to walk up yeah. there with yeah. no lighting
3: basically yeah. i well i had the lantern yeah, the and one then oil peter- lantern It petered out it and-
2: petered out because me and you know i forgot to fill it refill it before we went right and, so
1: from um, that point we just you know went we, went by moonlight yeah
2: yeah so it was you know you could see the
1: road we could yeah. see where we were going yeah. so you know there was enough light to see what we were doing as far as walking and so forth so this we didn't hear yeah yeah this i call it as i'm listening back we have hours and hours of audio for for these own hours. things. <laughs> <laughs> this particular
2: one is ours
1: and this is on our walk so most of this walk up to the cemetery it's a lot of crunching on the gravel as yeah. we're walking up the all road. these roads are gravel none of the roads are hard It just doesn't make for great audio to to listen to. We're talking, but it's it's a lot of crunch, crunch, crunch while we're talking. So I just cut that audio out. I figured we'd just say, okay, at this point we walked up there. But I could tell what time it was. I could tell where we were on the road because the road changes back to the cemetery. It's more of a dirt road. Yes. So this is after we turn and we're walking on the road back to the cemetery. Yes,
2: the access road.
1: Right. Now, this sound I picked up, we did not hear it again. We did not hear it while we were there. But it sounds very loud on the recording, and you can tell it's far away from the mic because at the end of this little click, you can hear two like clicks or something that you can tell are very close to the mic. You can tell this is
2: further away. It has a kind of reverb to it. You can tell it's far away. Yes, and being that you said there's reverb, the valley is narrow, Mm-hmm. so sa- sound tends to bounce yeah. off the two mountains.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And by reverb, I mean natural reverb. I didn't apply any yes, digital reverb yeah, or anything so to that. This is the natural sound. That I clipped out of the audio. I don't know what it is. I'm not saying it's anything, maybe, but it, it seems pretty interesting. And I will play this three times. <sighs>
2: I was speechless when you played that for me tonight.
1: Yeah, so I mean I don't we definitely didn't hear <laughs> it cuz we would have commented. We would have said yeah, something.
2: Yeah, we would have. I mean cuz you know we were listening, yeah. you know, and Yeah. and it's I don't know, it's far away. Like I said you can hear the reverb on it. It's not close to the mic. But what it is, I don't know. I I have no clue what to tell you. I have no idea yeah, either honestly. It's But it surely is interesting.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's the first kind of thing that we didn't hear and I will say there were things that we did hear while we were there that were far away but we could hear them clearly and I was hoping the the recorder would pick up there's a lot of things we heard that I've I mean hopefully they're on the recording I just haven't found them yet yes because there were some some pretty interesting sounds we heard later in the night that uh, I haven't been able to pull out yet it's when stuff's far away from the mic sometimes it's it's harder to yeah to to pick up but this was something we didn't hear yeah which which did I found make it interesting.
2: On a yeah. I mean cuz we could hear things especially later on that were far away. Mhm. And you know, was this something that was closer and softer? The only and we couldn't pick it up. The only thing ears.
1: I'm thinking of and again we mentioned this on the t- on the recordings is when we were walking up to the place. The mood was very calm, yes, and very peaceful. I I think we even mentioned that. I think I think we do. And maybe we just weren't in that state where we were noticing everything yet. You yes. know what I mean? Maybe we were just very relaxed and very, you know, casual. At this point, it was just a nice walk, a nice nighttime yeah. hike we were taking. You know, there wasn't anything tense about it. There wasn't. And we, again, we even mentioned it, that just how peaceful the cemetery feels. We say we don't want to hang out in there. And we we say we it's, didn't just, want to disturb yeah, it's just because of respect. It just seemed
2: like like, it was a peaceful place. Yeah, it just seemed very, super the, peaceful. The, the, te- the cemetery itself, the inside of the cemetery, was very peaceful. Yeah. It it was outside the cemetery.
1: Especially that night when we got there, it was like, oh, this isn't scary. But it just feels like out here's for us and there's for them, you know. And uh,
2: let's let the peace be. You know, yeah. like, why disturb the peace? Now, we did go in. Yeah, and, we did go in. I mean, we had intended to go up and... Use the dowsing right. We were going to do dowsing
1: rods, and we were going to try to get some EVPs and stuff. And it just,
2: it, just, it, it did. It just didn't feel right. Yeah, it, it just, didn't feel right to bother it. Yeah. So we. It seemed so. It was so peaceful. It was so peaceful. That's. It
1: just was really, really nice in the moonlight and everything. It was just, just like a. I'm thinking maybe that's just where our heads were at that point in the walk. Maybe it was just this. We were in. Let's have a nice night hike mode, yeah. and not like real like tense like stuffs
2: going on. Because kind of I really. enjoy the woods. You enjoy the woods. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were we were nice and calm. I mean, I think we said what we'll just leave the recorder here.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. So I don't know why we didn't pick up that noise, or you know, maybe maybe it was something that seemed perfectly natural to us at that time, and we just didn't whatever. You yes. know, what I mean, it's just. But uh, I'll just go ahead and play it three more times because it's short. <sighs> So I think we reached the cemetery. It was probably 11.45, 11.30, 1145. Close to midnight. And again, this wasn't intentional. We did not intend to be there at midnight. Not that we were afraid to be there at midnight. It's just like we didn't specifically say, let's go up at midnight. No, you know? we, we,
2: we actually didn't have a specific time yeah, in mind. What up?
3: That's the
2: white oak tree. Yeah. to where the uh, runaway slave was accidentally killed.
3: Right.
1: Do we know where she was supposedly shot or just somewhere
2: in Pandemonium? Just somewhere in this area. I, I, I imagine the dogs were running loose.
4: Well, I tell you what.
1: Human up in a tree? In these lighting conditions? Not excusing anybody for doing it.
2: No. I, I mean, but, you saw how much this... I mean, the one reason I brought the, camp, the oil lantern is just so you can see what they had.
1: Yeah. I mean, it would look like a black shape. At, think, at, any uh, any person,
2: you know. Was, was absolutely. It. And he thought it was a black bear. And, you know, they're not going to book a black bear in the middle of their town. Right. So, was it right? Heck no. Oh, absolutely
1: not. No. No, not excuse anybody. I'm just saying I can not understand, but I could I could
3: see how I it could happened. see the mistake
1: yes it, I could see it being a mistake
2: absolutely yeah, and you had a gentleman up here who was
6: named for free slaves, so it's not like these people were hate monsters right exactly.
2: I don't get a feeling of like hatred or anything like that no. more feeling at peace if anything. Yeah. You too?
1: Yeah. um well, Exactly what I was going to say is like, I'm not afraid. If you want to go in, we'll go in. No, no, but, no, I'm going to go in. But uh, I'm also almost feeling like, like it's hollow ground in a sense. Mm-hmm. I don't want to invade too much. You know what I mean?
2: No, and so. I agree. That and also, you know, we're six miles in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> 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 you know, we're mostly we're more worried about
3: animals. Well, of yeah.
2: yeah. Remind me of that, sir. So. All right. We could go
1: check that uh, cedar ball. Agreed. Very movement. I'll point to my left. Outside of the cemetery,
2: yes, up on the hill, just to kind of keep that in, in sight. You want me to go first? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm right.
3: Well, I don't know, maybe.
1: So we're in the we're in the pine cemetery right now. It's uh, kind of mutually agreed not for not for fear. It's a very peaceful feeling, but for the kind of respect. I don't know how much time we're going to spend here. Correct. I don't mind being right outside either no like no, just, no no yeah it just feels like
2: I respect these people yeah absolutely as a woodsman yeah sure. myself as a woodsman you know but doing what I gotta to do to, to have to be out here and to, I can imagine it was a hard life yeah hard life
1: yeah yeah the 1700s up here
2: no, we even the early 1900s up here sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have the roads that we got.
1: And it just... Yeah, it was all been dirt roads. Probably pretty much impassable part of the winter. Absolutely. Yeah. Not like they were plowing them out. No.
2: What about the cairn? Should we go check out the cairn?
1: Oh, man, I don't know if... Let's leave that for tomorrow.
2: I think so, too.
1: Yeah, I just don't.
2: I got the feeling that I really don't want to go over in that area. You know, <laughs> I,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Let's, uh, trust his
2: instincts, always.
1: It's, it's not for us right now, you know? I think that's...
3: Well, the fact
2: that, you know, I saw something and it disappeared in less than two minutes. Yeah, that's really that, that tells me that that area is kind of a little off limits at this certain in time. Yeah, I'm with you.
1: That's, that's my feeling. No, I, I, I feel that. That's, and that's the kind of, you know, leaf under the, under the rock
2: <laughs> kind of moment,
1: you know what I mean? Yes. Where you go, okay.
2: And honestly, that was the first kind of moment I've had like that.
3: Did you hear that too? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's coming from that area.
3: Yeah. Wonderful being announced. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that's being too intrusive. Yeah. We could do that. So the gentleman that was here earlier with us
3: had placed an apple there. And Mark put an apple And That's gone. Which, not super surprised. <laughs> it could
1: have been an animal. You know, yeah,
3: absolutely. absolutely.
2: our friends from earlier. Yeah. Absolutely.
5: This place doesn't
3: like
1: the... It came alive and something may or may not have been thrown at us there.
2: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so what happened is we just had two cars go down the road.
1: Making a lot of noise.
2: Making a lot of noise. They they came by earlier and now this place is the mood's changed. Very much so. Yeah. I think it's time to go.
1: I am in agreement. We may or may not have had something thrown at us. I
2: don't It hit right behind us. I heard it. Yeah, yeah.
1: now it could have fallen from a tree. I don't know, but
2: absolutely. I don't think those trucks rattling that much too well. Uh,
1: no. went further than the campsite
3: so that's good. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
2: Going. Be patient. I
1: don't know. Let's let's head that direction either way.
2: You got to go that way. Yeah,
1: exactly. All right. We're, there's something over here.
2: Wait, oh, you heard something? Oh yeah. Like I said, when his trucks went by, this place—it completely
1: came alive. You're 100 percent right, 100 percent right. I complete i felt it too, not just heard it. I felt no, it. I knew it. It just was like electric all it of a sudden. Not happy. Yeah.
2: There's something yep, over there. Yep. Something behind us. option is to go back to camp
1: i think you might be right we're going to be here all night on the edge of this yep no, There's sounds token stuff
2: i think it was coconut yeah sure. we've had a little harrowing night here tonight not it was
1: because, interesting yeah
2: not because of wounds but
1: yeah more because of humans yes the the, the the rangers kind of primed us. They I guess the, there's a, so there's a what is this piece of machinery? A grater? or something. A grater, yeah. There's a grater up here, and they said, "Oh, uh, well, somebody was messing with that. They cut the battery cables, but they didn't get the battery, so they might be back. So call us if you see anybody messing yeah. with the grader."
3: And
2: there's like little or no signal here at all.
6: Yeah.
1: Kind of primed us for uh, worrying about stuff, worrying about people. We just wanted to worry about Scoop. So we got to go over that. Yeah, it's the feeling was palpable
2: when those trucks came by. Oh, absolutely! It changed on a dime, and and it wasn't like when I say when you say feeling, it's not like from the vibration of the noise. No, 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 no. no, no it no. was just like you could feel the place was angry. It was that's not, what it felt. It, like. It was not happy. That's say it. it like. I mean, the
1: area. I'm, and, and it was on a dime. It changed absolutely because, like I said, we were, we were just like, this is peaceful. This is you know, this is nice. This is you know, like I said, we we, we were very respectful. Yeah, yeah. Now we decided not to go over to where the cairn was, but that had not to do with the cemetery.
2: No, no. <laughs> the the no. cemetery
1: itself was was like super peaceful, and. Uh, then it changed yeah I mean I hair on the back of their neck went up when I say something was thrown at us something and I didn't
2: see it because it was we had our we were facing the road to yes. see if they were going to turn towards the cemetery yeah we were worried mm-hmm. about the trucks coming up to us and it was what two trucks yeah I don't know if, one's a diesel so yeah, I, don't, I think
1: two trucks and a car went one way and when it, they came back yeah, it, was, they, it, was it was just the two just trucks, trucks and,
2: yeah. and The one was a diesel, so it was very loud. I mean, and just reverbed off the mountains. Yeah, and what
1: is that like horrible screeching? So you said it's it's the skid plate from one of the trucks. It it sounds horrifying. It was, it was, yeah.
2: (laughs) On the tape, I mean. Yeah, Yeah. it sounds horrifying on the tape because when I listened to it later, I was like, first, I was like, what was that? And I'm like, oh, that's that stupid skid plate because I remember hearing it. So
1: that's what it is, but no less. I mean, it adds to the atmosphere on the tape for sure.
2: It wasn't the fear of the trucks coming up we weren't afraid
1: no it's just we need to pay attention to our surroundings yeah cuz
2: something like i said when i when we weren't afraid of the area it was like the the area and when i say the area i'm talking like outside the cemetery cuz mm-hmm. once we got to the road it was okay
3: mm-hmm.
2: it was just that area going in towards the cemetery which is the heart of the town basically mm-hmm. it was like we don't want you here. It was like that area was pri- it was like the area was priming for whoever was in the trucks to come up. But I think I even remarked to you, I, God helped them if they would have pulled up, what would have happened if the trucks would have came if up. If they
1: would have came up or if they were to go up later or something.
2: Yeah, it was it was like something was getting ready for them to come and we
1: Yeah, I don't even know if it was so we were quiet. You can tell we, we, we were, we were quiet. speaking quietly. Yeah. yeah, we were talking, but we were speaking quietly. It's almost in a way that like they alerted something to the presence of humans in a sense. Yes. and then the whole area was like, "You, you all get out now." Like, yeah, like even yeah. us, even like yeah. you two. That's yeah. what it felt like. like. We
2: were caught in a crossfire. Yeah, That's how I felt. Yeah, kind of like that. And when he, Tim says something was thrown at me. This wasn't just stuff falling off the trees. No. And there wasn't enough vibration to not make stuff fall off the trees. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're talking the end of August here. It's not acorn time. It's not acorn time. We're not in fall. And there was no wind, Mm -hmm. which is actually important later on. Yeah, yeah. There was no wind blowing at all. And it was just like stuff started coming out. I thought I heard a voice or a woman's voice. Yes, when you say on the tape, you can, you
1: can hear you say, you know, I, I heard a voice back there. Do, did you hear that? Yes. or Something like that. Yes. You told me later that it was a woman's voice. Yeah, because we were recapping it. Yes. Like the next day, I said, I want to, while we, it's in our heads, yeah, I want we to went over it. recap all this, get a, get a timeline. And that's when you said it was a woman's voice, because I didn't hear it. I no, did hear other stuff. You know, there was something on either side of us making noise. Yeah, I was
2: hearing, when I say I heard something behind us. I heard the woman's voice, and it wasn't in the cemetery area. It was up above the cemetery. Like up
1: up the mountain a little bit? Up the
2: mountain a little bit where the hall road was. Mm -hmm. Not exactly at the hall road, but near that area. And then I started hearing snaps up Mm -hmm. above us, around behind us. Now, when I went back, more, and other times I've gone back, Mm -hmm. there are ruins along that road on that side. Mm Mm-hmm. Which we didn't see before because we really didn't explore that area. Yeah, too much. yeah, yeah. So, but I heard snaps, and after I heard the woman's voice, and it wasn't like a scream or a holler. It was like you know, a voice, like a conversation, like to, a conversation, but just out of earshot, just out of earshot, yeah. and but I could tell it was a woman's voice or a high pitched voice. Mm-hmm. It was like I would, it like I said, it, wasn't like anybody screaming, and it was just like kind of like you know, I didn't get like an angry feel from it but it was somebody talking loudly Mm -hmm. is the best way to describe it so
1: at this point now the hair is like i said the hair on the back of my neck standing up now i'm alert now i'm noticing every sound yeah right now i'm focused like i said i think we both heard you heard stuff to the side you were on i heard stuff to the side i was on we both heard something in front of us across the way i cannot stress enough how the entire mood changed on the dime
2: and i don't know if i mentioned this. On that footage. But I know I mentioned this before. The only time I felt something close to that. Well, actually, it was what I felt before was was even more angrier. But I likened it to the feeling I got up at White Rocks. When it basically it's time to go. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. And and that's exactly how you felt, too. We, I mean, I think we even said... I think I said on the footage, I'm like, patient, we're going. Yeah, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> I was talking to the area. Because I was trying to let whatever... Was there? Yeah, yeah. No, that we we're we going.
1: It took me a second when I was listening back, and I'm editing it, and I, I hear you say that I'm like, was I being impatient? And I was like, oh no, that's right. He was talking to. I was talking area. to
2: yeah. it or whatever. Yeah, but, but you know that we were definitely being pushed out. There, yeah, there's no doubt. And yeah, I think that's the correct word for it. And I think even when we stopped at the now we didn't run. No, because we didn't want to run because a you know you don't want to run in the dark, and right. we just kind of moved quickly. We stopped at the road to try and kind of get our breath, and not because we were we were scared or running. It was just kind of like, whew, you know, that was intense. And then I heard another snap mm-hmm. across the road. I'm like, yeah, we just need to go back to camp mm-hmm. <laughs> at that point. Yeah, yeah.
1: Whatever may or may not have been thrown, if it was something that dropped from a tree, it picked the most amazing time ever to do that. Yes. Because as right as all that's happening, it hits right behind us, Hard enough for me, even with that, you know, you can hear how loud that is on the yeah. tape. You can hear how loud that is. Hard enough for me to, to know, like something just hit right behind us. Yeah. So, okay, I don't
2: know what it was. I didn't yeah. see anything get thrown. Well, it was too dark. Yeah. To, I mean, with the moonlight, we couldn't really see anything. And I, I think, it, I don't know if I said it on the recording, but I think I remember remarking, say, I just felt something zing between us. Like it, you could feel the air movement. Maybe, yeah. yeah. From something moving. It,
1: it's just like it went crazy yeah. all of a sudden and uh it was
2: like you said it turned on a dime it oh was just yeah. like somebody flicked a switch
1: yep yep that and the best way to describe it electric is i think i used the word on the tape that's a good word for it too because it was just immediately like whoa like what happened like and, and time to go <laughs> and we're what hundreds of yards away that's where we
2: sleep you In know In the cemetery yeah I, maybe a f- not even a football field away as a crow flies as a crow flies yeah 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 it's uh so we're yeah, right we, there. we weren't leaving yeah we, yeah we were there for the night
1: <laughs> yeah so this is the the same bit of audio of the trucks approaching and uh you can hear them come and go away you can hear that uh what did you say that plate was it was a skid plate on the, the, skid, truck the skid plate rattling and just it, how horrifying it sounds yes but this whole clip and again i don't know that there's anything particularly you know supernatural or anything in this clip But I liken it to, like, something that could be used on, like, a dark ambient album. It's just a spooky clip. So this is the same segment on the recorder that we left in the cemetery. I'll just let that play through. It's about a a minute, minute and a half, something like that. So to me, it just feels spooky. There's just a spooky feeling to it. It kind
2: of conveys what we
1: felt, you know. So I'll just go ahead and play that.
2: That's crazy. Yeah,
4: you know. So I don't know
1: if that's audio pareidolia that I'm hearing in there, but that tail end, it almost sounds like something's kind of speaking over top of the yeah, other noise. Yeah. And again, maybe it's just knowing the feeling of it and I'm, you know, interpreting whatever ambient noises is as something else. I don't know. I'm not saying there's, there's definitely something there, but it's a creepy clip. It's a really it, creepy It really clip. is.
2: And, and like you said, it's the tail end and, this was the, uh, like you said, this was the recorder we left. Mm-hmm. And this recorder was positioned towards the back of the cemetery. It was,
1: it was the far end away from where we were. Yeah, so, And
2: so. it that was the area that in the middle of the night. We really were like, no, I think you said that's for them, that's for us. We didn't mm-hmm. go back there. That's towards where the disappearing Karen was. So mm-hmm. that would have been the town where everybody was living and, and mm-hmm. moving.
1: Yeah, so, uh, and then we walked back to camp we, I guess, I don't know if we thought we were. I think we thought we experienced probably enough the most of what we were going to experience. Yeah, we thought it
2: was over, <laughs> and we were wrong. We were really wrong.
1: <laughs> Part two is insane, and I don't know what we experienced at that cemetery. I don't know if we were reading into it. Our own feelings. We weren't happy about those trucks going through. You know what I mean? Like, no. Are we? You know, are we kind of misinterpreted I don't think we were. I don't. You know, I mean, we felt what we felt. No, no. But let's say, let let's say, as a skeptic, yes. was a, looking at it as a skeptic, y'all, you were just reading whatever. But the things that happened during the rest of the night, there's no doubt. There, there there's absolutely no, no doubt in my mind. And what we found when we woke up shocked me to the point of almost not being able to speak I mean it, it was stunning it was
2: literally stunning now when you say when we woke up are you talking about when we were woken up or when, or when we were breaking camp oh
1: when we were breaking camp
2: oh yes yes it
1: was stunning I mean it was literally stunning it was one of those moments where whatever this stuff is well, let's call it the other Taps you on the shoulder and says It was a wake up call I am here and I am real yeah. And there is absolutely In my mind Okay, maybe there's another explanation for it I have trouble believing that there's any other explanation uh, Than it was something
2: I'm going to say There is no other explanation for it Because Because when we look back on things You know, I had something happen Before we woke up Mm-hmm. Remember where I woke up in the middle of the night,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which correlated with that mm-hmm. and just blew my mind. At the time I didn't think much of it and then blew my mind. Cause we're trying to reconstruct the night. Cause we we're trying to reconstruct the night. And, and Cause was we're like, in oh and oh out of sleep. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. So this, um, and we've got some tape, I've got some pretty amazing tape that we'll be playing next episode. Yeah. and That, uh, it's, this place is, is incredible. I mean, we're definitely going back. We've been back. We're going to go back again. Yes. It shook me. It definitely shook me. And you know, it's not like I'm not going back. It didn't shake me that much, but it like I said, it's it's one of those times where the other reaches out, taps you on the shoulder and waves, you know, I'm here and I'm real.
2: Yeah, and, and it definitely and you know, I'm somebody who is you know, pretty skeptical, mm-hmm. you know. And it made me wake up and take notice. I mean, there's no doubt. Okay. I mean, cuz literally wake I, up. I've I've seen some crazy things in the woods and try to explain as much as I can. And I, you know, I know some animals, you know, I know most of the local animals in Pennsylvania and I, especially what we found in the morning. Yeah. That was just phenomenal.
1: Yeah. And I mean, well, what we woke us up too? that's, yeah, and that's on tape. Yeah. Uh, obviously I'm, I'm having a little trouble putting the words together. It was stunning. And that is part two of pandemonium i hope you guys enjoyed part one we had to kind of lay out the history a little bit and kind of lay the basics out where we were and everything and we started our night off with the with that cemetery visit and then
2: from there it just that we, we had we had expectations for something else and we really honestly kind of got more than we bargained for yeah
3: Yeah, that's how I interpret it.
1: (laughs) Those items that Tobe gave me to leave out—they come into play again. More field recordings come into play. The the slag from Condor's furnace. The slag comes into play. play. All of those things come into play. Of course, we'll go over them again next episode. But can't wait to tell you guys about it because I'm getting chills right now.
2: Well, yeah, I definitely am. Just
1: thinking about it again because it was incredible. It was intense. Yeah.
2: I mean that's that and that's just putting it bluntly. It yeah, was very I, intense. I
1: think at the time I said something like Pandemonium makes site seven seem like kindergarten and uh I mean it. I mean it, it was that much. I've incentives. never been
2: to Site Seven, but I can tell you this much. Pandemonium I've spent lots and lots of nights in the woods and this was like something I've never encountered. It's no joke. No, no joke. It, it was not a joke. <laughs> so we'll be back next time with
1: yes. Pandemonium Part Two. Thank you.
4: Thanks for listening,
1: everybody. I want to thank Eric C. for his PayPal donation. He makes PayPal donations on a fairly regular basis. Thank you so much. Every bit helps us continue to make Strange Familiar. So thanks again, Eric C. I have a lot of audio to go through for Pandemonium Part 2. That will be the next episode. Depending on how long it takes me to go through the audio and edit it, the next episode might be a little bit late. I'm not sure. I'm going to try my best to have it out next Thursday. But whatever the case, we will be back soon with more Strange Familiars. You can always find us at strangefamiliars.com.
5: The Paranormal Podcast proudly presents the Strange Realities Conference. Strange Realities. Come join us for one day of presentations on the paranormal with live music at night featuring Tim Banal, The Rise and Fall of the Flat Earth Theory, Joshua Kuchin, Alien Hybrid Lore, Joe Damari, Pushing the Limits of Reality. Guy Malone, Roswell 1947, What Really Happened, Timothy Renner, Pennsylvania Wildman, and added to the lineup, Mark Anthony Wyatt, Cornish legends and UFO sightings, Zach Hunt, a presentation of his book Rapture. followed by a live recording of the Conspiranormal Podcast, more speakers and music acts to be announced October 19, 2019, SIR National. Tickets and info at www.strangerealitiesconference.com. $40 at the door, 30 bucks pre
1: Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. Darkhollerarts.com Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. Go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars. You can also join the Strange Familiars gathering group there. And we are on Instagram, at Strange Familiars.
6: I'm not going to tell you all my name, but you have permission to use this voicemail in the show. I just finished listening to the most recent episode. I love your work, and I love the podcast, and I'm always impressed by the new things that are coming to the air through you. Um, I thought I'd call and share two stories with you. When I was young, I don't think I was even four yet, and I remember vividly waking up one night. It was dark, and I had gone down the stairs, and I was following these little gremlins or goblins, and they were smaller than me, and I was three or four years old. And they're helping each other down the stairs. And that sounds like a dream, but I, for so long I carried it with me, thinking that it was a very real scenario, and I'm still not sure. So it's comforting to hear on your show that a lot of people kind of have the same experience. So they're just like, was that real? Did I dream it? It seemed real. And then another thing <laughs> that seems real, but I'm not sure if it was, I think part of it is I listen to so many spooky stories that I've just kind of freaked myself out at this point. But I could have sworn I had a sleep paralysis episode the other night, and I woke up, and I thought somebody had walked into my room, and I was kind of just laying on my side, and I couldn't open my mouth to scream, and all I wanted to do was scream, no, no, don't come in, but I couldn't, and it felt so, oh, it chosen now, it felt so real, and it was terrifying, so I'm going to blame y'all for that, thank you, <laughs> enjoy the show, give us a good word, appreciate y'all.
4: You've been in my mind You've been in my mind And now you say You shall return In twelve moons more And one more day